0: what is up guys welcome back to another episode of chatter from the Chief seats i am jack Sitting next to me is Sammy, and we're going to talk sports, more sports, and even more sports. Who knows? You might even talk some cricket. Probably not, though. Sammy, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing very, very good. its uh, It's been a good week. And uh, I, I i don't want to do too much self-promo here, but I, I'm a musician. You can probably tell if you're watching on YouTube by all the instruments behind me. I just released a new single um, like last week on Thursday. So if you're listening to the podcast, go check that out. That's what's going on that's been a big fun thing it's been a project I've been working on quite a long time so um yeah very exciting to finally release it so uh, listen to this first then get to the end then you got to go check out my new single it's called make the best so uh check it out that's what's going on with me uh, a little self-promo there but uh, you know it is what it is
0: add yeah <laughs> check out Sammy's music it is really good and I'm not just saying that because he's my co-host I'm also sort of in the band. I'm an honorary member of the band that that's he is, he's honorary, honorary podcast. I'm an honorary yeah. podcast. member. I'm basically the lead singer. Like, like, like <laughs> when they record in the studio, I'm like the guy, I'm like, okay, boom, Sammy, go get me a drink. You know, everybody, you guys can leave, take yeah. a nice stroll. I record all the music by myself and then they add like one word in, in at the end. They're like DJ Khaled pretty much, except they don't do the actual producing. They're just like, Sammy's just like DJ Khaled. Yeah. And then he just leaves and I record like the entire song. So I'm basically the band like, yeah, well, yeah, Jack's the I'm basically care. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. But uh, yeah, for, for
1: my single, it was, you know, I did uh, all the instruments I did here, you know, my got my keyboards and my guitars and my bass. So, I mean, that was fun. So I would very much appreciate it. You guys check that out. It's my other thing. I do a lot of music. So uh, Jack, how are you doing? It's a, it's a Monday. It's the beginning of another week. Or
0: almost—it's um, almost a year since this whole COVID thing has been a thing. I, was, I mean, that's crazy. That's that is crazy. That is crazy. I am so ready for this week to be over, and it is Monday night. <laughs> yeah, this real. is not going to be a fun Absolutely. week. Let me tell you, I am getting so ready for like a break from school, and spring break is—it's at that point now where spring break is too far away to talk about it. It's—it's it's like you can't look at your calendar because then you're going to be depressed by how far away it is. But it's not – there's no other breaks that are close, so that's the next one. That's what you have to keep your eyes on. Yeah. But it's so far away that you can't even, like – you can't even, like, comprehend that, like, there is a spring break. It's like if you let yourself to comprehend – if you allow yourself to comprehend that there is a a spring break, then it's just going to go south, and and weeks are going to start taking forever. And I think I might have made that mistake. Another thing, Sammy, that Eagles fans would not be able to comprehend a couple years ago – is that Carson Wentz traded to the Colts. The Colts receive Carson Wentz. The Eagles receive a 2021 third round pick and a 2021 second round pick, but it's conditional and it can turn into a first if Wentz plays 75% of the Colts' snaps or 70% if Colts make the playoffs. So personally for me, I think that the Colts won the trade just because they didn't give away a big pick. Like, yes, the first round pick, it could turn into a first round pick, It's not like it's going to be a high pick because the Colts are a very good team. The potential of Carson Wentz that he can turn back into what he once was because quarterbacks like what he was, quarterbacks like that do not come around very often. They do not get traded like ever. Like Deshaun Watson maybe, but like it happens maybe once every five years that a quarterback of Carson Wentz caliber, and I'm talking about old Carson Wentz, not this season Carson Wentz, gets put on the market. And I also think, If he's going to succeed anywhere, it's going to be in Indianapolis, where he's with Frank Reich. He's got a great offensive line. He's got a solid defense. He has some some good weapons in Ty Hilton and Jack Doyle. I he's gonna if he's gonna succeed anywhere, it's gonna be here because if they can't fix him in Indy, nobody's gonna be able to fix him. I absolutely agree. I think Indianapolis wins this deal, and the Eagles.
1: We're kind of desperately trying to get get him for maybe like more like a first rounder, which it could turn into that depending on his injury status. But I, I think the Colts win this deal. I mean, you get a guy who has been MVP caliber and still can be not only for Carson Wentz was the situation with Doug Peterson horrendous. I mean, they didn't, they hardly even spoke to each other for the last part of the season. His offensive line last year in Philadelphia was horrendous. Let me run you through his MVP caliber year 2017. His sack percentage was six, which is, you know, not great, but it's, it's decent. In 2020, that rose to 10.3%. That is outrageous. You can't really be productive when your offensive line is that bad. And Carson Wentz could have done better. He had a lot of things against him in Philadelphia. He needed to get out of there. There was no way he was going to be successful with this Eagles team. No way. And for the Colts, it's a perfect situation. Not only are you getting reunited with Frank Reich, like Jack already talked about, which is huge because that's who he had success with. You're getting arguably the best offensive line in football, maybe even not arguable. I mean, they have a ton of guys in the O-line, very deep, too. I mean, if you talk about if some guys get hurt, Quentin Nelson is an absolute monster. So you got guys that are going to be giving you time up there. You're going to be protected. And the circumstances are right where Carson Wentz could possibly return to form because I think a lot of it in Philadelphia wasn't all necessarily his fault. There was, like I said, a lot going against Carson Wentz,
0: and I feel bad for him, to be frank, but he has a chance to turn it around. I agree I think he will turn it around. 2020 was crazy for everybody. Even though football was a semi-normal season with the same amount of games played, they didn't have OTAs. They had a lot of online meetings. It wasn't the same. Maybe he's a guy who needs those OTAs to get ready. Maybe he wasn't fully prepared for the season. I don't think it's fair to completely judge him off of a COVID season. Yeah. However, absolutely. he does definitely need to be better. And now I have a I have a question, Jack. Um, yes.
1: For the Eagles. Normally I
0: ask you the questions. I I know, man. I like it. You're asking me some questions now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I this is a weird situation because Jalen Hurts is a guy who, he had a really good game against the Saints. His debut uh, game, his first start, he beat one of the best teams in football with one of the worst teams in football. He really played well. And then the rest of the season was very lackluster for Jalen Hurts. But he showed promise. Do the Eagles run with Jalen Hurts? Do they get another guy to be the starter? Or for me, I think the best bet is to bring in some competition. Someone that's maybe, you know, not going to necessarily be the starter, but is going to give Hurts some room to maybe compete for that. I think that's the best route. Where do you think the Eagles are actually going to go in terms of who's going to be their starting quarterback
0: next year? I agree with you that the best move is to bring in competition for Jalen Hurts. Maybe you bring in somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe. I can't see them trading for Sam Darnold just because they don't have cap Capron to do it, frankly, because yeah. you are going to have to pay Sam Darnold next year, and you're not going to have him for one year and then release him. But I do think Jalen Hurts ends up being the starter at some point next year, maybe. I think the right thing to do, because I wasn't thinking about this really, but now that I start thinking about it I'm talking myself into it a little more, is to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick and sort of do a Ryan Fitzpatrick to a situation where... Ryan Fitzpatrick starts, and then as the season progresses, you bring in Jalen Hurts. You bring in Jalen Hurts and have, I mean, you're going to have an open competition at the beginning of the year. And if you like Jalen Hurts and he wins that outright, then fine. But I don't think you can just go in with Jalen Hurts. I know Ori's super high on him, but he's only played like what four games? He's not. Yeah,
1: yeah, like four or five. You can't,
0: I don't think you can count. I mean, I don't think you can't count on him as your starter. Yeah. You have to bring in competition. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a perfect guy to put bring in there, and he's going to be super effective in pushing Jalen Hurts, and who knows, maybe he plays good and beats Jalen Hurts out for the job.
1: Yeah, and another thing, do you think the Eagles are going to be com- trying to compete next year? Because obviously, you know, they haven't been that good of a team. Last year was horrible, but l- like you were kind of talking about, money-wise, they're not like a rebuilding team. They're not really they're kind of just in the situation where they were really bad, but they're also one of the more expensive teams in football. So do you think they're going to be spending this off season like a team that's trying to win that division, which is not out of the question. Any of those teams could win it. It's not that good of a division. Or do you think maybe they try to shave more cap room by making some more trades? I heard they might be cutting Alshon Jeffrey earlier today there are a lot of different options. It's a very weird situation in Philly. So what do you think is the best bet in terms of, are you trying to compete next year or are you just rebuilding,
0: trying to develop hurts and just kind of selling the year? I don't think they're going to compete next year just cause they're not going to be able to bring in any talent in free agency. Cause they literally have no cap room whatsoever. And I don't think they have the pieces around. Their D-line is really good. Absolutely. We'll give them that. Fletcher Cox leading the way. They've poured a lot of money into the D-line, and it is worth it. It's paying off. Their D-line is incredible. It is one of the best in football. The However, rest of
1: the defense is uh, not so much.
0: <laughs> their linebacker core is bad. Their secondary is bad. They don't have that good a run game because while Sanders can never stay healthy, their O-line is aging, and it's not good. Yeah, at all. Their quarterback Jalen Hurts is a question mark. Their wide receiver core is not good. So really it's the D-line is literally the only good thing about this team right now. But the problem is you can't really it's going to be a long rebuild process. It will be yeah. I think if you ask Philly fans they will say it's worth it because they got that chip. Do you think they do you think
1: they start committing to shaving Capron this offseason? Like do you think we're going to see a lot of moves guys maybe like, you know, Jason Kelsey, maybe get shipped off, you know, because I I think that could happen. I mean, I can't see any other way if they're going to try to rebuild because if they don't start it now, it is literally going to take so much time because of all the long-term contracts that they're kind of stuck with.
0: Yeah, I think that they will start shaving cap room here. Yeah. And Sammy, you know, it's sad to think about because football season was such an awesome time, but it's over, Sammy, it's over. And we're transitioning now to the baseball so i love it dude i'm spring
1: like i'll be honest here i love um, every time you're baseball october's great midsummer's great but almost my favorite time of year is spring training seeing the guys get back out onto the field pitchers throw their first bullpens and it's just it's like a fun vibe not super like competitive you know not super tense it's just chill it's like it's so, so fun. And, you know, obviously I love October. It's great, but spring training is almost vibe
0: wise. My favorite time of year when it comes to baseball. I love it. I have three favorite times of years. I'm ranking them from order of my least favorite, to favorite, but obviously, right. obviously I love all of this. Yes. So my least right. favorite out of my three is spring training slash opening day. Fair. My second favorite is March madness. And my third is October. N- nothing. I Nothing, Nothing to do with October. I mean, yeah, Nothing it's, October. it's t- and so I mean, think October. I have, I have a challenge of- for myself, and I'm wondering if you will do it with me. Challenge? Oof, I don't know, man. What, what is it? What are you proposing here? <laughs> On average, how many Cubs games do you think you you watch a year? Well, uh, last year I I will say I watched
1: like there were a few I missed, maybe like. Four or five, I missed because I, I think I missed games. one
0: Yankee game all year. All year. Yeah, I, I had
1: baseball games. I maybe missed like like three to five games, but like besides that, I am there on the couch watching every single Cubs game. 162 game season, I'd say 100, you know, 45 to 155 games. I'm there, depending on how my schedule works out. If there's a game where I don't have anything going on, 100, I'm watching. No way, I'm missing. I am devoted to the Cubs. <laughs> and, you know, even if they're going to be a sub-500 team this year, which is possible, I am just so excited to watch them. I just – I love it. Like, even if they're going to suck, I I love it. I mean, there's nothing better than watching a day game on a weekend at Wrigley Field. Nothing.
0: Well, the only thing better is being there. <laughs> Sammy, I would beg to differ. There's nothing better than a night game at Yankee Stadium. Oh, I I disagree. Nothing better. But, Sammy, here's we'll the challenge. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Here's the challenge. All right. I challenge you to watch or listen to at least one inning of baseball from the first day of spring training to the last game of the World Series. I mean,
1: one that's day. honestly – I mean, I'd probably do that anyway. I mean, like – I think like- it's
0: it's harder than you think, though, because think about it. If the Cubs are off that day – Normal base like like I usually
1: turn on MLB Network and see what they're airing. Or that's true. That's true. That's true. One full
0: inning. One full inning. Every single day, you can't forget. Okay, from the first spring training game, which is Sunday, by the way, clap it up, clap it up. Give me some claps, Sam. Yeah, that's true. Yes, Sunday. uh, Sunday is the last. Saturday is the last day without a baseball game being played. Hopefully, until the All Star break. Until the All Star break. Uh, That's exciting, man. One day. We have to watch every base. If okay, if you're watching this on the podcast app, Sammy just let out an electric yes. He, yes, I, I'm he so excited for baseball. I don't
1: know what to tell you. Double I'm, I'm very excited. Man. I mean, and this for the don't podcast. Every day. Don't This is gonna be box. our for. <laughs> this is gonna be our first time covering a full season uh, on this podcast. So. I mean, I'm just, man, like after what happened, maybe contemplating not having a season last year and then next year, the CBA, we might get a lockout. Hopefully not, God forbid. But, you know, we got to just be grateful for getting a full 162 games. That's why, you know, I think that's worth a double fist bump.
0: I really do think. Double, that. not single, not like a head nod, not like no, let's go, fist. not. And it wasn't like a quick, short fist, like strong, like, mm. Like it it wasn't like he barely moved his arm up, but like you can tell the power. It was like over his head. It was like a rocky, like a full rocky. That's what he did. He lifted both arms over his head (laughs) and he did one violent shake. Just a boom, just a mm, over his head. It was rocky. Sammy is rocky. Sammy equals rocky. It's They're the same person. Do 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 do. Okay, I don't know what song you were singing, but it is not do do. It's do 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 do. Danny, you accept this challenge? I do. I absolutely. Here I'm we go. Watch I'm watching this inning of baseball, baseball every day. So and excited. Hopefully, I'll try to watch
1: more than an inning of baseball every day because I mean, I I love it. I mean, I, I just, no matter what team's playing, even like, I want to try and watch, you know, this year some college baseball. And I know they don't televise it too much, but um, nationally, but. I, I want to get to know some of these college guys and watch some, some like, you know, if the Bandy Boys are on or whatever. Jack boys, and I were talking about uh, Jack, Jack Lighter. before is the nasty, show. He nasty, man. He
0: was on Pitching Ninja. Oh, my God. College yeah. baseball, I feel like, is very underrated. Like, it doesn't get the national attention that, was, yeah, at college I, I, basketball you know, or college football. And, and you can say that baseball isn't as popular a sport. And the narrative that baseball is a dying sport is just dumb because people have been saying that for 50 yeah. years now, and it's, it's never funny. been the case but baseball is not as popular as, as, as football. That's obvious yeah. or bat or even basketball. And actually, yeah, that's arguable. Yeah, basketball the, is ratio, more popular, yeah. the ratio to the popularity of MLB compared to the NFL and NBA is much closer than the ratio of college basketball and college football compared to college baseball. College base- yeah. baseball is extremely underrated, Sammy. And you know, what else is underrated? the next player that you're going to name because we are going to go ahead right now and give you some overrated underrated sammy hit us with your first yeah. underrated you want to do underrated or overrated first your choice let's um let's go overrated first right? overrated first yeah, okay okay so okay. yeah we're
1: this is a segment we did really before sports came back during covid when covid was really bad this summer and we are bringing it back And I have overrated first, and I'm going to go baseball here. We're doing all sports. Shane Bieber, I'm going to be taking, and I'm not trying to discredit him. He had an incredible stretch, 12 starts, and he was electric. But that's my issue, 12 starts. And people are saying that he is a top 10 guy. And I think he can be. I think he absolutely has the potential to be. But he's not there yet. We cannot, uh, he was really hot for 12 games, but we have to remember he was in the worst offensive division in baseball. The AL Central, really just that whole Central uh, in the AL and the NL was just not good. And those are the guys that uh, Shane Bieber was going up against. The Royals who were God awful. The Tigers who were horrible. The Pirates and you know the whole NL Central he went goes against. They were not good. And I think it's, we have to take a chill pill. He was fourth highest in exit velo, maybe su- suggesting that, uh, or exit velo off you know his pitches, suggesting that maybe he got a little help from field. Obviously, makes sense. He got Francisco Lindor, middle infield. Uh, probably are going to get some help there. Wait. In that so department. you mean
0: like it was bad? Like his exit velo was like the fourth highest average? Well,
1: yeah, fourth highest exit velo out of any pitcher. Really? That's yeah, it, it surprised me as well. Um, let's see. I don't know if I have the stats still up yeah so it goes friend valdez is number one patrick corbin is two garrett cole is three surprise surprise and shane bieber is four and a lot of these guys are good pitchers and have been good they're
0: all they're all good pitchers which is yeah. shocking although yeah they all yeah, give up a lot of home runs not yep. necessarily shane bieber but garrett cole gives up home runs and and home runs aren't going to kill you as long as they're solo shots so i can understand yeah. that but
1: yeah, I mean that's but,
0: fascinating.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I I think it is very interesting. But Shane Bieber, I'm not trying to discredit what he did, but I think people should take a chill pill when it comes to putting him in the top ten starting pitchers because at the end of the day, he's not quite there yet. Say and that Jack- one
0: more time for the people. Read that list of of exit velo because that is crazy.
1: Yeah, so so we got uh, Franber Valdez. His average exit velo is 91.4. Patrick Corbin is number two on that list, 90.7. He kind of had not that great of a year. Garrett Cole, who did have a great year, 90.4, Exavilo. And number four, Shane Bieber, 89.3. So it's very, I mean, and you see like you. Darvish is number eight. Uh, Denelson Lamette is, uh, or Darvish is nine. Lamette is eight. So it's a pretty interesting list. And maybe it's not a stat that, uh, it's obviously not a stat that, shows you uh success, but I, I think it's very interesting, you know, just looking, you know, if guys are hitting the it's ball important. hard off of you, uh, that's not a great sign. I I think you'd rather have a guy who's getting weak contact
0: like a, yeah. You know, although, Kyle although Shane Bieber's FIP this season, his, his FIP has always been really solid. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that kind of contradicts what I'm saying. In, so. in 2018, he had a 4.55 ERA, which is not good. However, he had a 3.23 FIP, which is, is pretty good. Oh, yeah. and Really good. And then 2019, he was super solid pitcher. 3.28 ERA, that's all-star caliber. And then I obviously agree. this year, 1.63 ERA. Although I do understand where, where you are coming at with, I don't think he's a top three pitcher in baseball, like some people say. However, mm-hmm. I do think he is top 10. I think that's a fair statement
1: to say. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to put him in the top 10. I, I just think not yet. I think he still has a little more to prove, and maybe that sounds a little ridiculous because, I mean, that 12-game stretch was absolutely phenomenal, but I think maybe a little tad bit overrated. So that's my guy. Jack, who
0: is your overrated player here today? My overrated player, Sammy, is Tyler glass now Ooh. and he was my dark horse mvp pick or not mvp Cy Young pick. but you know i started diving into his stats a little bit more and they're very mm-hmm. underwhelming because when you hear tyler Glassnow's name he's on pitching ninja all the time you think one of the best pitchers in baseball right i i wouldn't not, say I think okay, okay not, not one of the best in you think of a top you, you think of a top 15 all-star like like all-star caliber pitcher like you wouldn't be shocked if he like you know what I'm saying yeah i mean if he made I don't the all-star game if he made the all-star game in in next year you would not be shocked oh no I definitely, Exactly. yeah, I mean, like he has the capability to do that one exactly time. people think of him as people think of him as one of the best pitchers a top 15 pitcher in baseball people think of him as better than one of the best pitchers in the American League. People on par with Lucas Giolito or... Yeah, no. (laughs) No. Exactly. But I think a lot of people do. And if you just look at his statistics, in 2020, he had a 4.08 ERA. That's really bad. Not really bad. That's bad. In 2019, he had a 1.78 ERA, but he only pitched 12 games and then he got hurt, which is really good, but it was only 12 games. And then in 2018 he had a 4.27 ERA which is not good and then 2017 obviously 2016 he was with the pirates i mean 7 ERA 4 ERA but i don't really count hold that against him how and are the, you dive
1: how are the strikeouts for glass now i'm just, now just the just strikeouts
0: curious. are super high like his his K percentage in 2020 was 38% which is ridiculous <laughs> in 2019 oh, no. it was That's 33% crazy. 2018 29% it's always been super hours. good yeah. However, I don't, I'm not a huge believer in K percentage just because. Yeah, I agree. If you can, I mean, get guys out any way you can. I'm not, a, what do you strike? What's the difference between a ground out and a strikeout? You know, strikeouts are cool. The but difference is less pitch count. You can get guys going more innings. I mean, so, that's I mean, true, but it's not, flashy, it's not like a huge deal to me. And then he, he his walk percentage in 2018 was 11% and then 6% in 2019 and 9% in 2020,
1: that's not great. Yeah, I, I'll say something here. I mean, I, I think with I mean, because we're seeing a lot of these guys, it's a huge trend in the game. High strikeouts, high walks, um, maybe a lot of home a lot runs, of home a friends. lot of missed, uh, a lot of missed spots. But you know, you're going to be um, you're gonna be getting those high strikeout rates. And as fun as those guys maybe to watch, like I was kind of saying, it's raises your pitch count. If you want guys to take you uh, in a playoff game or whatever, in any game for that matter, seven, eight innings, you know, take you really deep into games. Those strikeouts are not going to be helping and they're nice, I guess, but I'd almost rather have a guy who will get a lot of weak contact. And that's very hard to do. It's extremely hard to get weak contact. I think it's harder to get a lot of weak contact than to get a lot of strikeouts. And I I don't disagree with that. A lot of strikeouts now and, I, I think it's interesting just to see that trend um, of guys. And it's just kind of how the league is. And I think it makes those weak contact guys more valuable.
0: And Sammy, um, you want to hear something else that's interesting? Uh, yes, I love interesting things. So <laughs> just looking at Tyler Glass now, peripheral, his peripherals, Tyler Glass now ranked in the 16th percentile in exit velo, which is not good. That's well, yeah, a lot. I mean, He's getting hit hard a lot, which is it interesting. Makes sense, his per hit percentage. He ranked in the 20th percentile for hard hit percentage, 28th percentile for barrel percentage. However, you know, 97th percentile for strike percentage, uh, 94 fastball below, 79 fastball spin rate, you know, 92 curveball spin rate, 83 whiff percentage. So he's obviously has elite, elite stuff, sitting 97.
1: But you see a lot of those guys. But, like you know, yeah, stuff, we do. But then guys hit them really hard, and it's like you're either boom or bust. You're either striking out everyone, and then, you know, you're getting these incredible starts, or you're really off, and you see home runs, doubles in the gap, hard hit balls. And um, I think we're seeing a lot of those guys. It's, like I said, it's how the game is. It's It's what's up. But uh, my underrated, I guess. What we can it's move on what's now. Up. It is what's up. My underrated. I'm gonna go with a basketball team, and I'm gonna go with the San Antonio Spurs. They're a lot better than people are giving them credit for being. They did not have a good year last year. They missed the playoffs. It was not fun for Popovich and the crew. But they have come back very strong here in uh, 2021. They have the eighth res- best record in the uh, in the NBA uh, yeah, six best in the West because the Western conference is just crazy 73 in their last 10. And they've been doing it uh, two ways. One, they're a great defensive team, which is to be expected with Greg, any Greg Popovich team. I don't really care who you're throwing out there. Greg Popovich is going to give you a very good defensive team every year. He's been consistent with that. You know, the offense has not been great for the Spurs this year. It's not been incredible, but they are very deep. And that's what makes them kind of a scary team, if you think about it. DeMar DeRozan is obviously kind of their star guy. He is 19.8 a game. But you have, get this, eight different guys averaging 10 or more points a game. That is ridiculously deep. You have guys who can hurt you from a lot of different points. parts of the court, a lot of guys who are doing very good from three this year. And um, you have a lot of guys putting up points, and that's really encouraging. I mean, from LaMarcus Aldridge to Rudy Gay, uh, Patty Mills, a lot of guys. Kelton Johnson is electric from three this year. So the San Antonio Spurs have been kind of a resurgence here. I think they can possibly be a, a top four seed in the Western Conference. I think defensively, they're good enough. I think offensively, Shooting wise, they're going to have to take some more steps to get there to be a top four seed, get home court advantage. But I think it's 100% possible. They've been great. And I'm excited to see what this Popovich team can do. Very underrated. People are
0: not giving the Spurs the credit that they deserve. I agree with you. And anytime Greg Popovich is your coach, you got to give that, that, that has to count for something, you know? Absolutely. You're yeah. never going to be an awful bottom of the barrel team with Greg Popovich, Popovich as their coach because you know they're going to play hard. You know they're going to play good defense. You know they're going to be scrappy.
1: Ooh, another underrated team. And I wanted to say this, but I wouldn't bore you guys the Bulls. And they are beating the Rockets 22 7 in the first right now. I am very. Colby White with Emmy five downs and 11 points talking. already. So, Bulls are going to. Be a playoff team, possibly even top four seed. It's oh, not okay. that of the okay. okay. They're Sammy, only like two games
0: back at that. I was looking at a really early mock draft of just NBA mock draft for next year. You know who the Bulls were projected to get?
1: Who?
0: Scotty Barnes. Really? Interesting. That would what, be. Well, what, what pick do they have him getting? Uh, like, it's got to be what? Top. I think it was the eighth seven pick ish? in the draft. Eighth pick in the draft. Yeah. Sammy, right, if you they Jeff, got who's Scotty who's Barnes. If, if they got Scotty Barnes the Bulls would be my second favorite team in the NBA I would be on your really? bandwagon I mean that's two FSU players they would have to be that's they true. would have to be and and let me also, tell you Scotty Barnes is going to be 10 times better than Patrick Williams I'm just gonna throw that out there 10 times hey, Patrick 10 times better don't sleep on Patrick Williams he, I am the biggest Patrick Williams supporter ever I think Patrick Williams can be a very good player in the NBA however Scotty Barnes uh, pa-
1: pa- Patrick Williams. Did you see that shot he hit the other night? I did not. He, um, so he pulled up from the United Center logo on the other side of the court. I'm not gonna pretend the like the I spot. know where that is. He just, well, I yeah, it's, it's where it's the normal NBA logo is, yeah, yeah, it's right. where oh, the Bulls yeah. play. Um, yeah, he, he's at the you know, the logo, he's on the other side of the court, boom, he sinks it, just you know, nothing but net, swish. I ridiculous, man. He's, he's got that range.
0: <laughs> But, uh, Jack, who's your underrated pick here? My underrated pick, one second. I'm going to go full uh, Tony Larusa mode here. Oh, more. Oh, Tony God. Tony La Russa, Skip Bayless, I think it is. No, it's – I forget who the second now. person Oh, God. Sammy, my name is Lance Lynn. I'm gonna tell you why I think I am an underrated baseball player. You ready? Let's get after it, Sammy. I'm an
1: underrated ball player. All right. Well, Lance Lynn and I mean they they're on the same team now. Lance Lynn and Tony Larusa. So maybe they're like long lost relatives or something. That's very interesting.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Tony Larusa is uh no relation to me. Just gotta clear that up here. But anyway, so you know, I think people realize that I'm. They're starting to realize that I'm. A very solid All-Star caliber baseball pitcher, ball thrower, ball player. However, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. We had to get Lance Lynn off of the off of the program. You know, he's a great pitcher, but he's not the best public speaker, not the greatest podcaster, not very entertaining. So, also, yeah. I was getting kind the of Jack's going to have to work on the Southern accent. I think. Uh, what are you talking about? That's Lance Lynn. He's from a small <laughs> town in the South. He doesn't have. You know, it's not the normal prototypical Southern accent, but sure no. But I think oh, Lance Lynn is extremely underrated because obviously people realize that he's a good pitcher and they recognize that, but I don't think they realize that he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. In 2020, he had a 3.32 ERA. In 2019, he had a 3.67 ERA. 2018 was a down year; he had a 4.77 ERA but his fit was 3.84 so he he was expected to have no
1: help. No, yeah, help. no help whatsoever oh my god and then
0: 2017 3.43 2015 3.03 wow. 2014 2.74 he's only had an ERA over 4 once in his career he's put yeah. together a very nice mob career and Without a- i don't i just don't think he gets the recognition that he deserves now this yeah. year was sort of interesting because he did have a 4.19 FIP and a 4.34 expected FIP. So maybe he was a little bit better than he was supposed to be. But if you just look at his advanced stats, they're pretty impressive. 25% uh, strike, strikeout percentage, K percentage, which I know I said I don't really care that much about. But, you know, I got to mention it. Uh, you know, he had a 1.06 whip, which is fantastic. Oh, you know, and interesting too- thing, Jack. Interesting thing we're talking about the exit velo list
1: lance Lynn is also top 10 in allowed exit velocity so
0: that's I mean, crazy. that's it's it's very interesting and sammy i'm going to tell you why i think he's an underrated player cuz you might think oh he's nice but Jack, you said one of the best pitchers in baseball that those stats i mean a 3 a 3.67 era is nice it's not one of the best in baseball but in that 3.67 era his BABIP, which stands for batting average on balls in play, was three thirty, or it was three twenty-two, right? Three twenty-two. So you wow. take that three twenty-two batting average in balls in play. If you cut that down to like a good defense, if, if if let's say the Rangers have a league average defense, and that gets cut down to like three hundred, then that's like a three dot ERA. And in, three, in 2020, his batting average on balls in play was .242, which is good. But, you know, I think a lot of that had to do with a shortened season. I don't think the Rangers' defense just magically became good. And obviously now he's on the White Sox. He's got Tim Anderson, who's a great shortstop. Robert. he got a good defense. Luis Herbert patrolling the outfield. So I think he is going to have a fantastic season next season. I think That's, he's going to yeah. be an all-star next season. I'm really high on him. And Sammy, we're going to play a little game here. You ready? I like games. I like games. We're going to call it rank the ranking. So MOB Instagram page came out with a power ranking. They power ranked the top 10 teams in baseball. So I want you to guess. We're going to start at number one because I think it's just easier for you to guess. You're going to start at one number one and you're going to go to number 10 and we're going to see. How accurate you are. And keep in mind, this isn't Sammy's ranking. This is MLB Instagram accounts ranking. So, so am
1: I guessing what MLB is going to be doing? Yes. All right. Uh, well, the, the Dodgers are one. I, I that think. is correct. That's, uh, who, who are they going to put it to, though? Let me think here. I think the Padres could be two. The Padres are two. And I think that's fair. That, that yeah, So I, yeah, far, that's I agree fair. with the list. All right, uh, let me think just a second here. Number and three, this doesn't right?
0: have to be, like, like do what you think your ranking should be, you know? All right. Like, uh, number three, uh, Yankees. Correct. All right. Um, now, I mean, those three, are, like, are, yes, you could switch kinda, up the Yankees, Padres, but they're kind of guineas. Now yeah. it gets interesting. Now it gets interesting. All right, yeah, did That you're right. Uh, number four, I'd go,
1: honestly, yeah. I think I'd
0: go Atlanta bingo Sammy all number right. four yeah, Atlanta four. Braves, four Ooh. for four bam starting man. off um, with a bang he is hot I, ladies and gentlemen i um, five all right let's think here um I don't think you're gonna get this one but that's probably a hint that I said that so I think I'm gonna guess
1: I don't know how you' think I think I'm gonna guess I'd put the white socks in five. Well, well let me what, what's going through your mindset right now what teams are you in between? I'm kind of, Well, right now, I'm kind of between the Twins and I'm the, the White Sox and because I don't think the NL Central, none of those teams are really top 10. I mean, maybe like God, not, not, none of those teams are top 10. Um, in the NL Central. What although the NLE, I, you know, you could – I'd put the White Sox, uh, but, uh, you know, if you think the Twins are better, you're probably going to put the Twins. Who, who's at five? Uh, what's your official guess? I'm gonna take I have a feeling it's I feel I have a feeling MLB is gonna put the twins, but I think it's the White Sox.
0: It is neither of those two teams, Sammy. It's gonna be like the Mets. The New York Mets, which I I don't have a serious problem with that. And we're gonna get into that. that. We're gonna get into that a little bit later in the show when we do the NL East power rankings. Mm, But number six. I'm not a big fan of that. Number six.
1: Oh, God, I, should, I I checked my phone. I, d- I did see number six, but I didn't see any of the others. Number six is the White Sox. Sammy. I'm I, sorry. I checked my okay. phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, number six is the White Sox. All right, number seven. So this is going to have an asterisk to it, no matter what. Number seven, I, I guess at this point, the Twins, right? Yes, it is the Twins.
1: All right, Uh, number eight. I mean, you could put a few teams. Um. I think you. I think the Nationals are not out of the question for number eight. Uh, I think the Blue Jays are not out. Of, I think the Blue Jays are not out of the question. I think the Astros. I mean, I think I don't think the Astros are good, but MLB seems to. So, okay, probably there probably are three high.
0: different teams. So obviously, three spots left. Captain, obvious. Thanks for that, Jack. Eight, nine, and ten. One of the three spots. I think you are going to be. You're going to have a huge problem with. I don't have a huge problem with it but I think you're going to have a huge problem with it. I'm not saying which one it is, but all right. God, have I already seen this? Well, let's see. Um, Eight, I'm going to guess Toronto. Number eight is the Toronto Blue Jays. So you have nine right. and 10 left. So what? Is nine the A's? I don't know. Nine is not the A's, and nine is the team that I think you're going to have a huge problem with, the Tampa Bay Raids.
1: Uh, i mean i don't have like a huge huge problem really with i thought you would have
0: a problem with that I, no?
1: I i i do have a problem with that i don't think they're a top 10 team in baseball anymore i, I think I, I i think they're just going to prove that this I year i disagree with them I mean, I they were—they did line. win the al pennant so if you're going power rankings i kind of understand that i don't think they're
0: Rays will be a playoff team next year i hmm, i really? don't doubt that I don't yes, know, I think I'm still scared of the Rays as a Yankee fan. Like I said, I wasn't, but I still am. Hmm. I still think they're a you know, if if their name weren't the Tampa Bay Rays, I would not be scared.
1: So, so who's number ten? Oakland.
0: Yeah, the Astros. See, Adam, and whatever.
1: I don't. I don't agree with the last two,
0: but uh, okay, overall, so I think the list is decent. It's not I, considering other MLB lists that they've done in the it's past. Not as bad as the, Yeah. Not as bad. However. If I had to make this list, so I'm just gonna run down my list here. I would have the Dodgers one, the Padres two, the Yankees three, the Braves four. I would have the White Sox five. I would have. Twin six. I I'd probably to- the Mets six ahead of the Twins. I uh, I would have the Twins seven. Okay, I mean that's.
1: I think you could change. I think
0: eight. Wrong. I think eight. I would have the Rays. And nine, the Blue Jays, I would still have the Rays ahead of the Blue Jays. I just don't think the Rays have the pitching or the Blue Jays have the pitching right now. And I would probably put, I would probably put 10 the the A's. I think they're a better team than Oakland yeah. right now.
1: I, I don't, I almost put the Nationals or, in the top. I, I'd put Oakland the Nationals now. in my top 10.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think.
1: I think they're yeah no
0: party. I agree with you actually I think the that's you're right I think the Nets are underrated and we will get into that later in the show but let's move on now to some off season the final off season moves that were made we got Fernando Tatis Jr. with the monster 14 year 340 million dollar contract extension when yes. he when his contract is up Sammy we are going to be 30 years old think about that for a second that is insane and he's the face of baseball man it's great for the game i'm so happy for him
1: i am i it's it's um i'm very happy for him i think for the padres it's a little risky i mean he really had so far he's only had one great all-star caliber season uh in a 60 game stretch but you kind of know he's the face of your franchise like jack said he's really kind of the face of the league i think it's right for the league to be investing in this guy uh, he's so exciting and um three hundred forty million dollars. That is
0: a lot of. That money. is. I would not. Is a lot unpleased. of money. <laughs> I would not be unpleased if I got that money. Nah. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. is the face of baseball, and he's doing it the right way. You know, when he got the contract, he was up all night responding to to fans on Instagram. He was responding to their DMs. That's unbelievable that he would do yeah. that. And what a some guy. other. Some other lesser important moves, less important moves that were made. Kevin Pillar to the Mets, five years, or one year, $5 million. He'll compete with Brandon Nemo in center field, probably a depth piece. Brett yeah. Anderson returns to the Milwaukee Brewers, one year, $2.5 yeah. Brandon Workman, one year, $1 million with $2 million worth of incentives to your Chicago Cubbies. I like this move. I thought he would get more money than that. Yeah, I, I think he had a he had a rough 2020. Um, he did. So that, that brings his down. I mean, out. I don't know. Darren O'Day got more. I don't know. But Brian Dozier <laughs> retires. He is just the epitome of class, you know. Oh, yeah. Professional hitter. Did it really well for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal, one year, $11 million to Oakland. That's a lot of money for a reliever. However, there is some funky business with the contract. So they're not paying... 11 mil AAV in that year. Uh, JT Real Muto fractures his thumb. Questionable for opening day, but I don't think he's going to miss too much of the season. Still, it hurts the Phillies. I mean, we'll, we'll get into They're going to need everything, everyone they you. can get.
1: But yeah, the, the Phillies are going to need, if they're going to want to compete, which I think they're trying to, they're going to literally need all the healthy guys they can get, all the help they can get, because I, I just don't think they're, uh, the deepest team that you've seen in your whole
0: life. They're not, they're not. Yeah, they're not. I agree with that. Domingo Herman, uh, Sammy, it says in her notes, Domingo Herman reports to spring training. That is true. He did report to spring training. No, but funny that that's news. <laughs> Zach Britton had his press conference and Zach I Britton is one of the leaders on in the Yankees clubhouse. He's a veteran guy. He's the Yankees union representative. So what comes out of his mouth is sort of like, You can kind of like say that's that's where most of the team is meant to like that's what most of the team feels. And he said, and I quote, you cannot, you don't, you don't unfortunately you cannot always choose your teammates when asked about Domingo Herman. I think Domingo Herman, unless I think they're gonna send him down to triple A. I don't think they're gonna cut him or trade him just because they do need pitching. Like they have had a lot of injuries. Clark Schmidt went down today. Here we go again. But he's a piece of shit scumbag he what he did and i think that he should be traded or cut and i mean i know two guys two domestic violence guys with chapman and domingo herman on your team not a great look and what chapman did was very different and what chapman did was awful like don't get me wrong i do not condone it in any way he uh he fired off a gun like uh, in his garage, not like at, in his wife's direction or like at his wife or anything, but he did fire off a gun when in an argument with his wife, like up the ceiling, which is not okay whatsoever. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Although Chapman did, he did the right way after it. He learned from his mistake. He addressed his teammates, you know, he laid low. Uh, he was actually found innocent in court or something, but I mean, I don't think he was really innocent. But Domingo Herman hit his girlfriend at a gala, then went home and hit her to the point where she locked herself in a closet door two vastly different things but i mean he's not handling it he he retired last year and then unretired the next day and then apologized to the yankees he's just been very strange very bizarre and he he, he, he hasn't addressed he's gonna address his teammates tomorrow because that's when all the yankee uh position players get there and then he's probably Maybe going to speak to the media tomorrow also. So it's going to be interesting, but it's just – it's a sad story. He was one of my favorite Yankees. I think his stuff is electric, but it sucks that he's a scumbag. Yeah, I mean – yeah,
1: I mean, with the Yankees, you're going to need all the consistency you can get because I feel like at this point you just have to assume that you're going to get a boatload of injuries. I feel like you're just going to have to assume that. It's, a, And I mean, it clubhouse-wise, you, you're going to want – One of the worst. You're team. going to want – you know, good consistency and like guys you can count on to be good clubhouse guys. It's going to be a long season for that reason. Maybe Herman won't be up on the big league team. We'll see. It's, um, it's an unfortunate situation because he is a very talented player, but an awful, uh, you know, human being it's, it's unfortunate. And, um, what he did, it's horrible. And I feel like Zach Britton did a good job kind of addressing that and, uh, Kind of representing his teammates in that way, so I, uh, you know, g- credit to Zach Britton. Uh, but with more news, Yankees re-signed Brett Gardner. That that kind of was a surprise to me. I thought um, he was going to be Dunzo. I mean, I I don't follow the Yankees as much as Jack does, obviously. But uh, after that catch in uh, San Diego against the Rays, I was like, wow, that's going to be his last big moment as a Yankee. Um, but no, he's back. I mean.
0: I was a hundred percent confident that the Yankees were going to resign him at the beginning of the off season. I and thought I he was retire. I didn't think he was going to retire. He came out and said he didn't want to play his last season in front of no fans. And Gordy deserves like a legitimate send off. He has really oh, yeah. been, he plays the game hard the right way. He's been a very good Yankee. You know, not, oh, not yeah. everyone can be a hall of fame player. He's had one of the better careers in baseball. He's been a very solid player. And as a fourth outfielder, one of the best fourth outfielders in baseball. I mean, yeah. against righties, he hits like eight. He hit not eight ninety three last in in two thousand nineteen and in 2020. 893? That was his OPS. Now oh, his okay. eight ninety three. He would be God. paid a lot more than four million dollars. <laughs> He'd probably be paid about uh, right. forty thousand yeah. million billion dollars this season if he had eight ninety three. But he's a great player. He can still play center field. Plays good defense. He's fast. I'm happy. He's back. Michael Lorenzen says he wants to pitch 180 innings and play outfield in between starts. Can he do it? It's going to be interesting to see. I hope he can, but yeah. I don't think he will. Hey.
1: I mean, I give a lot of credit to that guy. He's a fun one to watch because, you know, he's I, a he's great an player. I love him. He's a
0: great guy. So I,
1: I, yeah. I see a lot of uh, Michael Lorenzen and not didn't have that great of a year pitching last year. Uh, Cubs blew him up a lot, but um. You know he, he's a good outfielder. He, he can he has an arm, obviously. He, he can hit the ball decent. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to do it because that's just a very demanding. But if he does, that, that I give him a lot of credit for that. That that's very
0: impressive. That would be very impressive. And, uh, and
1: our we have two more pieces of baseball news before we get to dose, our NL East predictions. dose,
0: dose, dose
1: Taiwan dose, dose, Walker. Dose. We talked about him a little bit earlier today. He signs with the New York Mets two years. 20 million dollars I think I think it's a fine signing I'm not like I'm not in love with it but I think Tyler Walker has a lot of upside he has good stuff I think um he's a guy who is kind of boomer bust I think he's going to either have like an ERA really close to three he's going to be really solid or he's going to have like a five plus ERA walks are going to be a huge issue and I I just think you know it's boomer bust and I think a lot of the guys that the Mets have signed have uh, been pretty consistent, guys you're going to be counting on to be good. So it's fine to take a risk every once in a while uh, like they did with Walker. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm not in love with it, but I have no issues with it. I think it could turn out to be a very good signing uh, for the Mets, and it could turn out to be a waste of money. We'll just have to
0: see. <laughs> I think for what he is, it's a good signing. And the last piece of news today is that Albert Pujols announces his retirement for next season. So he's going to play out this season. This is going to be his last season. He's one of the goats, man. All, he is.
1: Although one of the goats, I, I just saw something saying, uh, he's kind of saying not so fast. He, let's see. Really? Uh, still undecided about retiring wife, amends Instagram post that was supposedly announcing it. So uh, yeah. that we kind of saw at first, we'll keep you updated on the Albert pool situation. But uh, we do not know that for sure. I mean, he, I, I, I mean, yeah, he's getting towards the end, though. Uh, it's not too much left in the tank for him, unfortunately. He hasn't really been good in a while.
0: I hope – uh, yeah, I mean, I really was wishing he got to 700 home runs. But, you know, you yeah. can't do it we'll all in Sammy. I, mean, yeah, I don't know. Sammy, 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 Sammy. Bobammy, Bobammy. It is time for the NL East, the best division in baseball preview oh, yeah. and predictions. Sammy – Starting off in your fifth place in the division, who do you have?
1: Well, I think we're both going to have the same team here, and I like them. They had a good year last year. They beat my Cubs in the playoffs. Uh, that was just brutal. That, that, was, also, the Mi- the that Miami, was awesome. The Miami, I gotta say, the Miami Marlins. I have them going seventy-two and ninety. They're a good team, and I think in a lot of other divisions. It's possible that they could win eighty-one plus games over five hundred. I think they're that good, and it, it's really that rotation. Uh, Sandy Alcantara had a great year. You got Sixto Sanchez, who you, we're seeing a lot of uh, Pedro Martinez comparisons, which is that means something from Pedro himself. Uh, so that that means a lot. So uh, R- Rafi Lopez, uh, this is a fun rotation, top ten in the league. I think that's you can make a case for that the offense though uh not really that impressed with you got jesus aguilar who had a great year last year cannot count on him to do that again i just he hasn't been consistent enough his entire career to do that brian anderson i do like i do like brian anderson they signed adam duvall who had a good year but another guy i'm kind of like i don't know if i can count on him to be that good in uh, 2021 so I like this team and I think they're heading in a very promising direction, but at this point, they're just not there yet. Uh, And they're in a very tough division with a lot of good teams. So fifth place it is for the Marlins, but all positive things really for this team uh, going, you know, next few years. And I think they'll be winning this division sooner than we know it.
0: They're a great team. They're a great team. You got a place as well, Jack. I do. And they're not a great team. I, don't know what I said they're a great team. I have them winning seventy teams. games and going seventy and ninety-two, and that's strictly because of the division they're facing. The NL East opponents, which are amazing, and then in interleague yeah, play they're facing the, the AL East, and it's yeah. not going to get any better than the AL East. Well, it's going to get a little better, but
1: I mean that's like half know. of your games facing the Phillies, the Mets, the Nationals, and the Braves. That's hard. That's a lot of games you're going to lose, even if you're a decent team, like I believe the Marlins are.
0: Exactly. Although they have some very fun pitching, and they're one of my favorite teams in baseball to watch, just because they they steal bases, they they put on hit and runs. Yeah, Don Mattingly, how they play baseball. Don Mattingly has done done a beautiful job with that team. Uh,
1: Deserved deserved manager of the year last year. I was excited to see him win that award. He's done a phenomenal job with these young guys. But uh, fourth place, I believe. We will be in agreement once again. I have the Philadelphia Phillies. I have them winning 77 games, uh, 77 and 85. And, um, I I don't think there's too many issues with this offense. You got a few aging veterans like Gene Segura, Andrew McCutcheon that I'm a little bit like, I don't know if they're going to be that great, but Bryce Harper is still one of the best hitters in baseball. Reese Hoskins has, you know, he's been having some really good years. 2019, 2018 was really good for him. So I think there's a lot of good pieces on this team. Romito, of course, but he's going to be hurt the first part of the season, which is which is another factor. But the pitching is not good. The, the starting rotation is fine. You got Aaron Nola heading that department up, but the bullpen was brutal last year. They wanted to address it. They tried, but I just don't think they did enough. They bring in Archie Bradley, who I've already kind of voiced my concerns about. I'm not a huge fan of that signing. And then uh, they brought in what Jose Alvarado, right from Tampa uh, Bay. I like Tampa that movie. I do like that movie. Anybody,
0: I, any pitcher from Tampa Bay, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah them, exactly.
1: Man. Um, and I think they also brought in, or no, actually no, that's another team. Uh, those were the two big moves. Yeah, those, those are the two big bullpen guys. I like the guy, Bradley, but, Bradley signing. I'm against yeah, I'm I mean, like, them. They're team. not horrible, but like with a bullpen historically bad, like they yeah. were. It's not going to be able to get them to a point where they're going to be winning games in this good division. Once again, the Phillies, our team put them in the NL central, put them in the AL central, maybe AL West down to uh, some of these lesser divisions. They are going to win 85 games possibly, but uh, they're just in a tough division uh, and the pitching just isn't good enough to compete with Washington, New York and uh, Atlanta who are uh, in a certain order going to be, uh, be at the top of this division for me.
0: I agree with you. I also have the Phillies, but I have them with a little bit more wins. I have them going 82 and 80. Yeah, I, that's totally fair. I think yeah. that, you know, the division is tough, but their offense is really good. Their starting pitching is solid. Their bullpen is yeah. going to be bad. But I it's, it's going to be a run. little bit better. I it's mean, it's still going to be bad. It's still going to be it's bad. It's not going to go bad. from historically bad to mediocre. It's going to be no, bad. It's going to be bad. Bottom five. Yeah. Bottom five. And Sammy, now moving on. To the third place team huh. in the division. This is tough. Yeah. I have a flaming hot take for you here. Flaming hot. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I have the New York Mets going eighty-eight and seventy-four. Interesting. In you place. know, and
1: I want you know. I've been thinking of doing this, and I um I have the Nationals in third, but these top three teams, in my opinion, are all top 10 teams in baseball. This is the best division. And it's because of these three teams. These three teams are really good. They are all well-rounded. They all have uh, very good pitching. Um, and I think uh, they all have good, good offensive teams. And they've been teams that have been pretty good the past few years. Obviously the nationals struggled last year and the Mets have been a little on or off, but um, I think this is, this is a fun division and in terms of, you know, third, second, and first for these three teams, you could put in any which way you wanted, and I think it could work, it could happen. I have here the Nationals winning 90 games. They had one of the best off-seasons out of any team in baseball. You get Josh Bell, who has a ton of upside at first base, uh, could be one of the best first baseman in baseball offensively. You have a top-five rotation if you can stay healthy, which is an if. I think Strasburg will be back. Yes. it will be good um but that it is a big if get big bell is. like i said kyle schwarber huge upside could hit maybe even 40 home runs i've uh loved kyle schwarber i mean that's oh, a man. little
0: high for for kyle I, schwarber he's I hit 38
1: like. before uh, yeah but
0: if he can play the whole
1: season has it he's not out of the question final.
0: it's not out of the question but i think that's that's you can expect him to do that and i'm going to tell you why i have the mets so low yeah you have two known quantities on their team Two guys that you know are going to be two of the best players in baseball. That's Francisco Lindor and Jacob DeGrom, right? You know they're going to be incredible. Yeah. Now, Francisco Lindor did have a down year last year, but I, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, he, wasn't, no he wasn't that bad. <laughs> no. No Syndergaard is coming off of TJ. That's a question mark. Carlos Carrasco...
1: Was really good last year.
0: He was really good last year, but he's coming, you know, he's had some injuries. He's had cancer. He's been through a lot. He's pretty injury prone. You don't know if you can – I mean, he's going to be your number two pitcher for until or number three pitcher because of Stroman. Speaking of Stroman, I hate Stroman. I think Stroman is so overrated. I don't think he's as – Stroman is so
1: sad right now.
0: I think Marcus Stroman has the Trevor Bauer effect, which Trevor Bauer – it's not fair to say that now cuz he had an incredible season last season but until last season people thought he was so good and he 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 really if you looked at his baseball reference he was a bad pitcher. Now Marcus Sherman is not a bad pitcher but he is a 4 5 pitcher. He's not a I think he's a he's a average 3 pitcher. He's not a good 3 pitcher on a on a team. He is a good number 4 starter. He is not the metro rotation. I am not a huge fan of I think Carlos. I like Carlos Crasco. I like Degrom. You don't know what you're gonna get with Syndergaard. I don't like Marcus Stroman. Joey Lucchesi is fine. I'm not a huge fan of him, and I do like David Peterson. However, he was a rookie last year. He has to prove it. James McCann. He wasn't even the starting catcher in Chicago last year. He had a good yeah, I mean, year. The best but he start, hasn't I mean, the best. offensive hasn't proved it long term. That's not his fault. <laughs> he hasn't. I know, but he hasn't proved it long term. Uh, their bullpen, they got some additions with Trevor May. But again, you're counting on Edwin Diaz, who, you know, he had a good year last year, but he's a year removed from being like literally the worst, one of the worst relievers in baseball. You know, Taiwan Walker is fine, but he's not, you know, he could either have a, a three ERA or like a six ERA. Yeah. Jonathan VR is a good depth piece. J.D. Davis, I like. I like Dom Smith. Dom Smith is a little bit overrated. Yeah, I think Michael Conforto is good. I'm not a huge fan of Pete Alonso. I think he's done it for one season in 2020, 2019 in 2020. Yeah. He did not have a great year. He had a very underwhelming year. So it's kind of like, you know, he's done it for one season. How many guys, Sammy, have we seen that had incredible rookie seasons and then they come in the next year, the league adjusts to them and they're not as good. And, And they become fine MLB players, but they never get back to where they were in that rookie season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think all these points you're saying are fine. And you know, like I have them, these two teams, the Nationals and the Mets. Who have the Mets in second place with 91 wins? I have them separated by only one game. So we're splitting hairs here. This is not anything like you know by a huge margin. I I think the Mets. I think. I think Cookie Carrasco. I would not be doubting him. He has been really for like the past five or six years, one of the most consistently good above average guys in baseball. And then he got cancer and then he came back and then he was really good again. So I am 100% counting on him to be a good starter. And with, uh, with Syndergaard out, he is your number three starter. Uh, When he comes back, which he will, he's going to be the number two starter.
0: I don't think that's so impressive though. I don't think he's a good Three starter, like I think he's an okay three starter, but it's not like oh my god he's your three. It's like oh my god, Dino uh oh, f- what's his name? Oh Daniels my god, Dinoson Lamet is your number three starter. Oh my god, Trevor Bauer like, is oh your number god. three starter. It's not oh my god, Marcus Stroman is your number three starter. It's, it's okay, like he's solid number three starter. I would. Well, take, i was talking about Carrasco, but uh, I, I, I mean, think I, I think Carrasco. I'm talking when when Syndergaard comes back. He'll be harder. That's, that's good. Ty, I take Kluber. I take Kluber or Tyone over Strowman any day. Would any day that I, I mean, the, I, I, the I think, think even with the injury risk.
1: I mean, I mean, I'm not really talking about Strowman. I think Strowman is a little bit of a question mark. I think he can be very good, but um, I think getting Carrasco was huge. I think Walker, like I said, is hit or miss. I think he could be a huge hit when Syndergaard comes back. Guess what? He'll be your five guy, and if he's playing really well, that's huge. Uh, you have five really good pitchers in that rotation so um I like the Mets they have uh, I think Lindor doesn't solve all of the offensive problems I think I would have kind of liked to see the Mets get Romuto I think they kind of wanted to get Romuto for a little bit there but uh they ended up getting McCann which I like McCann but uh, I think their offense is a little subpar uh, or a little overrated maybe but this pitching staff is very good the Mets are a very good team second place for them but Jack and I, it looks like here we're in agreement for first place with the uh, one and only Sammy.
0: Sammy, 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 you're getting yes. overzealous here. I have not given my second place team. Oh, you want to talk about the Nationals? Yes, I do want you, to talk, you, about, you the talk about the Nationals. I like, the, I like the Nationals. I like. The Nationals. I do also. I have the Nationals winning 92 games. I think that the Nats are oh, going yeah. to go 92 and 75. Yep. I think the Nats. That does not add up to 162. You know, we're not a math pod here. I had the Nats going 92, 92 and, 70. and 70. 92 and 70. Yes. It's a big if if Strasbourg can stay healthy. Scherzer, we're starting to see a little bit of a decline. Their offense is losing Dome was massive, but I still think they're a great team. And I am banking on both of those guys staying healthy for the majority yeah. of the season. I mean,
1: the offense though, I mean, has been pretty good for Washington. Juan Soto, one of the best hitters in baseball. Turner,
0: yeah.
1: Just turned the power on like like a flick of a switch. They took a big really step good.
0: forward last season. And, yeah, Kyle Robles was really good. like he and then said,
1: you add you add some really good uh, you know, guys like Schwarber and Bell.
0: I think Josh um, Bell gonna gonna I right think Josh, Josh Bell is a little bit underrated. He had a bad season, but he's really I good. think he is going to I mean, the Pirates sold super low on him. If he returns to what he was in 2019 or even somewhat close to what he was in 2019, it's going to be scary to watch. And Sammy, drum roll, please.
1: Yes. My uh, number Braves, one team Yeah, it's the is,
0: can you, can Sammy, give a guess for my number one team here. Well,
1: so there's only one left and I've said it about three times. Uh, let, let's go with the Atlanta Braves.
0: The Atlanta Braves, you're a genius. I have them going 100 And one wins. I had them winning 101 games going 101. And you know, this calculator doesn't work. We're not a math, but I had to go. I had them going 101 and 61. I think partially is this, I think they're going to, they're going to beat up a little bit on the Marlins. And I, I know the Phillies and Mets are good teams, like really good teams, but I do think the Braves are a lot better. I think the Braves, Their starting rotation is good. They have Mike Soroka coming back off of the injury, Max Freed, Ian Anderson. Their bullpen is solid, really solid. Obviously their lineup is one of the best in baseball with, with obviously Acuna Jr. Dansby Swanson, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, Albies, Jinx, amazing team. I, I have them as a dark horse favorite to, to make it to the world series. I have, my my top three World Series teams in order are I think the Yankees are gonna make it because I don't think there's anyone in the AL that can compete. I think the Dodgers are number one in the NL and I think the Braves are right behind them. Yeah, I, I think the
1: Braves, I have them with only 94 wins just because it's a tough division. But I think they're I'm they I have them just as good as you are. They're a great team that is just so well rounded. Uh Mike Soroka's coming back. They uh, almost were a, they were a game away from getting to the World Series without their best pitcher. Max Freed showed that he can compete. Uh, he's been very good. You bring in Morton, who's been pretty consistently good his whole career, Ian Anderson, who was super impressive. I, I mean, this is a very fleshed-out rotation, underrated. Of course, the bullpen, a lot of guys who uh, they're paying a lot of money, uh, you know, like your Will Smith, who wasn't even that great. A lot of guys who have been uh, – very good that you maybe aren't paying as much money a lot of you have a lot of room for error with this bullpen some guys may not be good but other guys are always going to be stepping up i love that about the braves and offensively they're just beastly best offensive team in baseball maybe if the yankees are healthy
0: I think I the think Yankees the Yankees are better. are better than the Braves. The Yankees are. I think but the Yankees are better Yankees than the Braves. Help. I think the Dodgers are better than the Braves offensively. I think the yeah, White okay. Sox, there's an argument to be made. That's yeah. not true. I don't know why I said that, but there, I don't there's think an argument.
1: There's an argument. I, I think I there's think the Braves an argument are right there
0: to be made. The Braves are right there. And Sammy, it is the time to go to the shooty hoops. It is time for the basketball. And, you know, we don't have that money, that many basketball topics for you today. Cause we did spend a lot of time on baseball. But we're going to get excited for the ones we do have. Your Brooklyn Nets, Sammy, win six straight games. They are a half game out of the one seed in the East. If they do not make it to the NBA Finals, it is a failure for them. It's It's getting to that point. I think they're the favorites to win the NBA Final. I truly believe that. I don't think there's anybody in that Eastern Conference that even is close, even close do what the Nets can do. The Bucs can't even beat up, the, the Bucs can't even win the games that they're supposed to win. How do you expect them to beat the, Net, the Nets, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The Nets are the
1: best team in uh, the Eastern Conference right now. NBA, I, I'm a hesitant putting them best team in the NBA right now. I think they're getting yeah, really understood. hot. Things are kind of falling into fruition finally for the Brooklyn Nets, not the Brooklyn Mets. Um, you know, they've won six straight. Uh, the defense, is finally starting to look good because you've got a lot of guys who can't play defense. Uh, you know, we had um, Keith McPherson. He's a huge Nets fan come on a few weeks ago. And he was talking about how a lot of these star guys, people say they can't play defense, but in reality, they can. And that's true. Kevin Durant plays good defense. James Harden plays good defense. Kyrie plays okay defense. Um, uh, I, I, I feel defense. like they're finally
0: playing good defense. And the no. other been there, And that's why they're winning games. They're not playing good defense. They're just outscoring teams by an insanely wide defense. They're one of the most talented teams. They're one of the most talented teams of all time, I believe. Kyrie can play defense. Not James Harden can play defense when he wants to. Not great defense, but good enough. KD's a good defender. Kyrie is not. And, Sammy, we have some breaking news here. Breaking news. Oh, boy. We need a breaking news soundbite. Do do like a breaking news sound. Breaking news. Da, da, da. What's the breaking news here? I mean, some more energy, please. This is breaking news. Like, breaking yeah, news. It, da, it, da. It, it, I, I breaking it, news. Da, da, da. It's, not, it's not anything crazy, so don't get your hopes up. But right. it has been consir- confirmed by sources that Deshaun Watson would approve trades to three different teams. Can you guess these teams? The Bears are not going to be one of them, and I'm going to be very sad. The Bears
1: are not one of them. It's going to be the Jets, the Dolphins, and
0: uh, five, uh, four, three. I don't know. What's the other one? The Panthers, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Panthers. That's kind of interesting. You know, I I don't think it's big news. It's not anything that, you know, we kind of could have guessed it. And, Sammy, (laughs) the last topic on today's sheet episode the last topic of the week, Sammy, is your Chicago Bulls, the best player on your team. Zach Levine gets hot. He goes for 30 points in four consecutive games and three consecutive games before that. He had 30. Po- he yeah. is on fire. Oh my God, man. And I- I've been watching all these games, and
1: this is such a fun team to watch. Zach Levine is playing amazing, out of his mind. Uh, fourth quarter he's the top fourth quarter scorer in the league like statistically that's a fact Um, he's winning games for the Bulls he's been great but Only I, I, hard keep facts reading, I keep reading comment sections and I keep seeing these things that anger me I keep seeing people saying send him to the Lakers send him away get him out of Chicago and I, these people obviously don't know what they're talking about they haven't watched any of the Bulls games because The Chicago Bulls are a good basketball team, and they are rapidly improving. At the beginning of the year, the offense was there, and the offense has been there because they have a lot of weapons. But the defense was horrible, and now we're seeing guys step up defensively, and one of them, Zach Levine. Not only is he a top 15 scorer, probably higher, uh, top really five, top 10 at least uh, in the league, He's becoming a very good defender. He's taking tough assignments, and he's playing them very, very well. Um, and the Bulls are rapidly improving in so many departments. This is going to be a team that we are going to see in the playoffs. I can, I feel very confident in that statement. Uh, they're playing good basketball. Zach Levine has been a huge help. He's super hot. He better be an all-star. I'm telling you, I will be very upset if Zach Levine
0: is not an all-star. We will get – I don't think we've ever – we've had – mad sammy once and it was when the cubs got swept yeah
1: that's <laughs> yeah he
0: tried to get him mad i don't think it's really worked i don't even know if he was that mad then i was listening back to i was, he was, uh, he, was, he, was he was I trust me maybe i don't tip, convey it as well as i should no, i don't know he i don't think it's fair to say you're mad i think you were miffed you were miffed is that is that a fair, yeah, a fair to make? Yeah. you were miffed
1: sammy i will be mad if zach Levine is not an all-star because he he should be like the cubs like I they didn't deserve to win that series. Zach Levine deserves to be an All Star. He's
0: got to be an All Star. Really, Sammy? Yeah, Sammy. Uh, that that is going to do it. I mean, we are done. We're and, done. Uh, it's been a long we're done. Episode. It's been a long episode. So if you made it this far, thank you. And Sammy, can you give me some? You're the music guy. Give me some emotional sounding music. You know, some sad music. Sad music. Yeah, like like sad music. Like you know. And, and I can't, keep it going. I I can't do it on the spot here. Yes, you can. Doo, doo, doo. You know, something sad. That sounded like the Jurassic Park theme song, but, you know, no, give me something none, Not on the spot, man. I can't do it. You know, you're making me look really bad here. So, <laughs> okay. Sammy. Everybody, get close to your, your phone or your computer or whatever you're listening to this on right now. It was an emotional journey. We started off with the Carson Wentz trade. We worked our way down to the Tatis extension. We then made our way to the JT Remuto injury, we went after that to the No East predictions and previews. And then we went to the Nets and Zach Levine, Zach Levine, 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 Levine. Incredible show, emotional roller coaster, emotional journey, and we were on it with you guys, and we appreciate that every step of the way. So, a round of applause for the listeners. That's true. Yes, you guys are pretty cool. You're all the way back here. I'm very, that's very cool of you guys to be here. And you know, we're going to yeah. cut this right now because the episode is running long, but we love you guys. Appreciate you every day. We think about you guys. Sammy, any last words? No last words. Fun episode,
1: lots of sports. But the next time we'll be recording this, there will be spring training
0: baseball games being played. There so will be games that being played. Into there will be games. Be- oh my god, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, I'm I so know, excited. Man. I, I think the double fist so, bump. So excited. Give me one more, one more double fist bump before we go. Boom, Sammy, <laughs> take us out. Bye. I-